What's happening my Jack family? Coach Scott here, jackedafter40.com. Welcome to another episode of the Jacked After 40 podcast. Today we're going to be getting back to the basics, the fundamentals of fat loss, and talking about how to set up your fat loss diet to get shredded after 40. And this topic comes from conversations that I've had with my Jacked After 40 family here. Uh, Jesus on Instagram was talking about how he wants to embark on a transformation and was seeking advice when it comes to nutrition, setting up his diet. He did mention that he his goal is to build muscle and lose fat at the same time. I encouraged him to, to just focus on a singular goal and it seemed like fat loss was a dominant goal for him, but he was concerned that he didn't want to lose uh, muscle in the process, which is absolutely freaking awesome. And then again this week, I was having a conversation with a new member of the Jacked After 40 Club looking at setting up his diet. He had lost 10 years ago, he lost 100 pounds, which is absolutely freaking incredible. Uh, and now Jose, he's, he's built up some muscle during the past year kind of fixed up his metabolism, he's been eating more, he's consuming 2,700 calories uh, per day on average, so he's put in the work to really build up his physique, but now he wants to shed some of the fat that he gained during this past year and was looking for some advice on setting up his diet in a way, once again, that will allow him to preserve his muscle mass. So it's great to see two of my fellow bros over 40 looking to transform their body, looking to shred fat, uh, get shredded after 40, but really being cautious about taking a cautious approach so they're able to preserve their muscle mass in the process. In the rare, rare case, you may be able to build some muscle, but over 40 with years of lifting experience under your belt, uh, chances are, I mean, it's tough enough to build muscle when you're in a gentle caloric surplus, let alone a caloric deficit, which is why I encourage you to just, just pick a singular goal and go after it. So I'm gonna share some of my advice on what I how I guided them through this process. Step number one is to decide on a rate of weight loss that's going to allow you to achieve your transformation goal while preserving muscle in the process. And according to the research, you're looking at anywhere between a half a percent and 1% of your total body weight per week that you'll be aiming to lose. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you'd be looking to lose two pounds per week. If you weigh 150 pounds, you'd be looking at losing a pound and a half per week if it's 1% of your total body weight. Again, if you're looking at half a percent, you're gonna cut that number in half. And typically, I find for most men over 40, 1%, aiming for around that 1% mark of your total body weight to lose per week is ideal. That half a percent is more for the men over 40 who are already really, really freaking lean, like under 10% body fat, and really looking to get crazy freaking shredded, those guys are, half a percent is probably a smarter approach for them. And I mean, dropping half a percent of your total body weight per week is gonna make some pretty big visual differences um, when you're already that freaking lean. But for the most part, I think right around that 1%, maybe just below that 1% of your total body weight per week is a great goal to aim for. Step number two, now that you know the rate of weight loss that you want to experience for the week, it's time to set your caloric deficit in a way that will allow you to achieve that weight loss goal. Now, a good estimation is kind of the, the general rule of thumb. If you want to lose a pound per week, creating a 3,500 calorie deficit is the way to go. That would work out to 500 calories per day if you're distributing that deficit evenly throughout the week. And if you need to lose two pounds, that means you're going to have to create a 1,000 calorie deficit per day or 7,000 calorie deficit for the week. If you want to lose 
was pound and a half, right in the middle of 7,500. Again, these are, these are estimates. It's a starting point that you need to follow, give it a couple of weeks, see how your body is responding and make uh, the necessary adjustments. So if you wanna lose that one pound per week and you have that 500 calorie deficit, and at the end of the week, each week, say you give it two weeks time and you're, you're only losing about a half a pound per week, then you need to make some adjustments and, and increase that caloric deficit. It, these, are, these are just estimates, they're just tools to give you a starting point, but what is most important is paying close attention to your body's feedback. Step number three is now that you know the caloric deficit that you need to create in order to achieve your goal, you need to know what you're subtracting that deficit from. You're basically looking to consume 500, if you're looking to drop a pound a week, calories less than your maintenance level calories. So what are your maintenance level calories? I have a calculator on my website. I'll include a link down below in the description where you'll enter in your age, height, weight, and your activity level. I find that most men over 40 are, they do well. They're probably in that moderate activity level if you're working out four or five, maybe six days per week. I'd stick with that moderate activity level, but if if you're like me, who is, I'm, I'm basically, I don't sit all day. I work out five times per week. I walk my dog every day, seven days a week, twice per day. Um, when I'm working, I'm at a stand-up desk all day long. I basically don't sit until I'm ready to go to bed. So I use the very high activity level, uh, but there's somewhere in between. You got the moderate, you got the high, you got the very high. So just, you select it on the website there, and it will provide you with your total daily energy expenditure. That is your maintenance level calories. Uh, the amount of calories that you would consume, it's an estimation, uh, in order to maintain your body weight. So once you have that TDEE, you would subtract the 500 calories from that to drop a pound per week or 750 to drop a pound and a half or a thousand calories per day in order to um, drop two pounds per week. Step number four is to know your lifestyle and allot your calories throughout the week in order to suit your lifestyle. So let's say you typically go out every Friday night. This was me in the past four years ago when I went through a 12 week transformation, dropped 20 pounds. Uh, I Every Friday night I was out with the guys. So I knew that I wanted to drop that pound and a half, about 1.4 pounds per week and created about a 700 calorie deficit on average per day, but I didn't evenly distribute it. I didn't want to go out with the guys and feel restrictive. It was just too tough on me mentally to resist all of the temptation. So I found it better to give myself room, give myself more calories on that day so I could enjoy that experience to the fullest. and and try all the different treats that were out there, incorporate all of my favorite foods into my diet plan. So instead of creating that, that 700 calorie deficit for that day, I would eat at maintenance level calories. So the rest of the week I had, that, that means that for that total week, uh, the calorie allotment I had, I'm now, I now consumed 700 calories more than I was supposed to for that week. So what I had to do was, through the remainder of the six days, was reduce my caloric intake. So um, eat at maintenance level calories for one day and basically the other six days, instead of being in a 700 calorie deficit for the day, I was at an 800 or let's say probably 820 uh, calorie deficit uh, 
for those days. So I had to eat a little bit less during the six days, but it gave me that opportunity to eat more on the day that I really wanted to enjoy myself. So if, again, if you're someone who you know typically once a week, you like to have a little bit more room to enjoy yourself, then you just have to adapt your calories for the week. So once again, if you're looking at creating that one pound of weight loss per week and you got a 500 calorie deficit, you're, let's say you're consuming 2,000 calories for the day is your goal, 14,000 calories for the week. I like to look at my goals on a weekly basis rather than a day-to-day -day basis for the most part. So if you wanna drop that pound per week and 2,000 calories per day is what's going to get you there, 14,000 calories for the week is the target. So if you have one day that's higher than the others, then you can you have to have other days that are going to be reduced in order to achieve that goal. And it could be all over the place. It doesn't have to be, again, like I, I just used an example of one day at maintenance and then one day, I mean, the other six days are kind of evenly distributed throughout there. You could have one day at maintenance and so it's 700 calories than what you would typically be consuming on that day if you're gonna keep everything consistent. The next day, you could, you could distribute it um, through one day or two days. The next day, you really drop your calories down because you're not feeling hungry, you were satisfied from the day before getting up to maintenance level calories so you can be really aggressive the next day or you spread it out through two days instead of six days. It's just whatever suits you best. You could have two days that are a little bit higher and, and then the other five days are, are lower than normal. So you just, the main thing is your weekly caloric target for the week when you're in fat loss mode. Step number five is to set your macronutrient targets. And this is where a lot of men over 40 really overstress. They get themselves too worked up about hitting exactly spot on with their macronutrient targets. You just don't need to do that. Calories are king. It's what's going to be responsible for your fat loss and getting shredded after 40. As long as you're getting an adequate amount of each macronutrient. Now, a good rule of thumb is that one gram of protein per pound body weight. Uh, and making sure you don't dip below 20% of your total calories um, from fat. Now, if it's temporary that you get down around that 15% with your fats in order to kind of make room some more for some more satiating foods in your diet. That's okay, but I really do prefer you to be above 20% just for your overall hormone health. And for myself personally, like, I, I want you to work with your own natural eating tendencies. My natural eating tendencies, I tend to fall around like 30% protein, 30% fat, 40% carbs, but I don't stress over hitting those numbers. It just can, tends to be like the foods that I enjoy eating, at the end of the day, I fall in that range. Now, are there some days where I'm off? There's definitely some days where my, my fats are down around 23% or my protein's down around that 23%. Some days where my carbs are up around 50%. So it just depends a lot of times on the dinner meal that I'm eating or if I'm having a cheat day, cheat meal, anything like that. If there's something like really sugary or fatty food that I'm consuming, that's gonna throw things off. I don't stress over it as long as I hit my caloric target for the day. Step number six, when it comes to preserving your muscle mass while losing fat and getting shredded after 40, really comes down to how much weight you need to lose and if you need to schedule in some diet breaks along the way. If you have just five to 10 pounds of fat that you want to lose, you know you can get that done and over with in about four weeks. And really, if you wanna create that 750 calorie deficit, you can roll with that consistently day after day for that four weeks, achieve your goal, then get back up to maintenance and muscle building mode. But if you have 15, 20, 30 pounds that you need to lose in order to get shredded after 40 and achieve your goals, it's gonna take a longer period of time. And 
Some of the research out there has shown that scheduling in some diet breaks throughout that is going to be much better than just trying to get it done and over with uh, in a 16 week time period. So say you've got about 25 pounds that you want to lose and you're going to spread that over a 16 week time period. Rather than trying to get it done in 16 weeks and consistently hitting your 500, 750 calorie deficit each and every day with the odd refeed day here and there and kind of making up throughout the week, uh, you would be better off, uh, some of the research shows that you're going to be much better at preserving your muscle mass and even sustaining your uh, fat loss success afterwards if you take that diet breaks there. So basically the one study, the, the Matador study showed that if you diet aggressively for two weeks, so you're looking at about like a 33% calorie deficit and then eat at maintenance for two weeks, back to 33% deficit for two weeks, back to maintenance for two weeks. You keep rolling through that, you're going to preserve your muscle mass much better than if people just diet consistently for 16 weeks straight. Yes, it's gonna take you about 30 weeks to achieve your goal instead of 16 weeks, but you're gonna achieve your goal with more muscle mass and it's going to make it a little bit more enjoyable process overall. You're not, you're gonna get those those, those diet breaks aren't just to, to keep your metabolism elevated and to preserve your muscle mass. It's a great mental break as well. Like when you know you're just, all I have to do, be great on my diet for the next two weeks and then I can get up to maintenance level calorie for two weeks, get more food in me, fill out, have my training be more productive and, and be energized and try to just kind of eliminate all the negative side effects that can come from dieting. It's just a great approach overall. So I have been recommending more and more for my fellow men over 40 who have more than 15 pounds to lose to program in some diet breaks along the way. And it's more than just a refeed day or a couple refeed days here and there. It's like full out um, at least one week diet break in there. Now, the research that we're seeing, it was just, it compared two weeks on, two weeks off. We need a lot more research to see is two weeks on, one week at maintenance, better. Two weeks of diet, two weeks of maintenance, better. Like it's, it's we don't have that kind of research to really show if, if two, week, two and two is better than two and one. So right now we're just rolling with what we have there um, that has shown that you will preserve your muscle mass, uh, sort of burning more fat in the process and the group will do it keep their calories consistent all the way through and you're more likely to sustain your weight loss afterwards. So that is step number six that I would recommend is just really taking a look at how much weight you have to lose and strategically structuring in some diet breaks along the way. And step number seven, now that you know the total calories that you're gonna eat for the day, your macronutrient breakdown, when you're gonna be planning diet breaks and all that stuff, is to look at how you're going to distribute those calories throughout the day. I really kind of prefer to have them fairly evenly distributed throughout the day, especially your protein sources. So if you're consuming three, four meals per day, five meals per day, uh, you're gonna wanna make sure that you kinda evenly distribute the protein throughout the day. So you're really spiking that muscle protein synthesis, the muscle building process. It's gonna be more, again, muscle sparing. It's gonna be something that will help you preserve your muscle mass in the process. So if you're gonna be consuming 200 grams of protein throughout the day, just try to, and you're consuming four meals, you're gonna break that down to 50, cal 50 grams of protein per meal, roughly. You don't need to be spot on there, but just making sure that you're getting an even amount, of, a fairly even amount of protein throughout the day. Again, working with your own natural eating tendency as well. That's why I'm saying like, I'm not telling you eat three meals per day, eat five meals per day, eat two meals per day, six meals. I'm not, it's whatever 
works for you best, whatever suits your natural eating tendency. Like, you don't have to, just because I'm eating four meals in a deficit and five meals when I'm in maintenance and, and muscle building doesn't mean that you have to as well. Some people do better with fewer meals per day. So know yourself and even the timing of the meals as well. For myself, I'm usually up for about two hours before I have my first meal. For some people, they need to jump out of bed, have their first meal. For other people, they're not gonna have their meal till early afternoon. So again, it's working with what suits you best. Not drastically changing your lifestyle just to lose fat. The, your diet plan, your meal plan, has to suit your lifestyle if you want it to be sustainable. If you're making a whole bunch of changes all at once to, to try to fit your lifestyle to a diet, it's gonna be way, way harder to stick with. So definitely work with your own natural eating tendencies. So those are seven steps to set up your fat loss diet to get shredded after 40. Now, earlier this week, Aaron brought up a great point um, talking about weight fluctuations. And he noticed his scale weight is directly correlated with the bowel movements that he has throughout the day. If he has poor bowel movements or doesn't have bowel movements, his scale weight's gonna be up. If he has very regular bowel movements, his scale weight is going to go down. And scale fluctuation is, it can be a stressor when you're going through a body transformation, when you're trying to get shredded after 40. It's never linear. There's so many factors that can influence your scale weight. Now, for me, this, during this mini cut right now, I'm in my fourth and final week of this mini cut. I have been four weeks solid here where I'm consistently consuming between 2,000 and 2,100 calories per day. My activity levels exactly the same each and every day. My sleeping habits the same. My overall lifestyle, everything is consistent. Um, so I have seen more of a linear drop than in the past where I may have had some refeeds here and there or maybe some days they were a little more active than others. Uh, but for the most part like my goal is to drop 1.4 pounds per week per per week uh, so that works out to be about 0.2 pounds per day there were plenty of days where it was 0.2 pounds spot on but there were some days my weight remained the same i think i only had maybe one or two days where my weight spiked up uh, and there were some days where i dropped a little more than 0.2 pounds and it's not that i burned more fat some days than others it's just that there's so many different factors that come into play the main thing as aaron mentioned bowel movements, like how much I eliminate from my bowels, from my bladder, uh, before I do my weigh-in will have an impact on the scale weight. Now I do recommend stepping on that scale at the exact same time each and every day, same routine leading up to that point. Um, all those things, you try to keep things as consistent as possible. If things are not consistent as possible, you really need to kind of detach emotion from that scale weight from the weigh-in and you really need to pay more attention to the overall trends. That is always what's most important. So you're going to have some up and down days, but as long as like throughout the week, you're seeing that downward trend at the end of the month, you see that slow, steady line when you kind of level it out, spikes and spikes and spikes, but at least, you know, you're progressing, you're going on the way down and you start, you start paying attention to, all right, I did, my scale weight was thrown off today. My bowel movements were the same. I feel like I flushed out everything the same. Why would I be up a little bit higher? Maybe why did I not lose as much as I thought I would lose today when I ate the same amount as the day before? The foods you eat can have an impact. If you eat some saltier foods, it can cause you to retain a little bit of water. If you're stressed from work, it can cause you to retain a little bit of water. Maybe you crushed your workout and you're just dealing with a little bit of extra inflammation in your body, which could 
impact your scale weight. There's so many different factors. Um, so it's really important to detach emotion from those weigh-ins and really pay attention to the trends more than anything. And based on those trends, that's when you're going to make your adjustments. So again, the calorie calculations were just an estimate to give you a starting point. And if you're not hitting your target, you need to adjust accordingly in order to get there. If you're losing too fast, you need to bump your calories up because you don't want to you don't want to lose more than that 1% of your body weight per week, uh, other than the first week. The first week, if you're just starting your diet, you're going to lose more weight because of the food volume. is going to be less food volume in your digestive system, a little bit of water weight, a little bit of muscle glycogen. So that first week is a write-off. So that's, that's gonna, you should lose more than that 1% of body weight uh, that first week. But the weeks following, try to make a trend. Try to see that trend. I wouldn't make a drastic adjustment based on just one week. You kind of got to... Give it a little bit of time to decide um, if you need to make adjustments. If you're losing more than 1% week after week, you need to bump your calories up a bit in order to preserve your muscle mass. If you're not hitting your goal, you need to reduce those calories a little bit. So it's always based on feedback. Uh, and that's the big thing. Um, like Jose there, he already knew. He didn't need to use the calorie calculator to determine what, what my calories should be to start off at. He already knew based on this past year, he's found his maintenance level calories is already around 2,700. So he's not gonna enter his numbers into that calculator to see, all right, what should I be at? You already know you're maintaining your weight at 2,700 calories. You've put in that work, you've listened to all that feedback. So if you wanna lose a pound per week, you subtract 500 from that, you eat 2,200 calories um, per day on average uh, throughout the week. So that's gonna work out to, what's that? Oh my goodness, I'm, I'm losing my mind. Instead of 14,000, it's going to be 15,400. <laughs> See if my math was right there, 2,200 times seven. Oh my God, that is, that is just, uh, that's awful. <laughs> so I like trying to do math on the fly like that. Your diet should be easy, as simple and structured as possible. Uh, again, to make it easier on yourself, having some structured meals is always going to come in handy. I eat the same three meals each and every day, whether I'm in fat loss mode, muscle building mode, um, it's just the quantities will change there. So keeping that simple structure in your day is gonna make it easier on you, get some variety in your dinner time, and again, have some dinners, some go-to dinners. The more you, you can simplify this process, the better. It's not all that difficult. Like when you're tracking, it may sound daunting with, to plug in your numbers in MyFitnessPal and everything, but you can save meals and it just makes it so much easier to track really go when you are more consistent with the structured meals that you're consuming through the day. If you're having something completely different all the time, all over the place, you never know what you're gonna be grabbing for, for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, that gets very challenging to to really establish a structure and, and to really plug in those numbers to make sure that you're hitting your caloric target. So make sure you are setting a simple structure in place. It's gonna make it effortless, easier on you to um, stick with your diet. And that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Jacked After 40 podcast. If you did, please hit that thumbs up button. I would really appreciate it. If you know a fellow bro who would benefit from today's podcast, do me a favor and share it with them. More than anything, I'd love to hear from you down in the comments below. Share your thoughts, share your insights, share your feedback and experiences. And before you go, don't forget to download your free guide, Jacked After 40. I'll include a link down below in the description. Have yourself an amazing day. Catch you in the next podcast.